it's the next level. Hey, my name is Ross Marquand and I play Red Skull. You are listening to Panels to Pixels podcast. Check it out. Panelers, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. So this will be a spoilerful discussion about Superman Red Sun. It's a different take on the Superman that we know of. It was based after a uh, trade paperback or a short comic series with the idea of Superman. So the basic premise is that baby Kal-El crashed in the Soviet Union in 1946 instead of Kansas. And... I found it intriguing, and the only reason why I brought this up is because there was a pretty much a Facebook, YouTube, or not YouTube, where they did the comic, but it was like kind of like a uh, picture comic form on YouTube where they talked about the story, but that story was based directly from the comic itself. This one was a little bit more elaborative with the, the storytelling huh. in the movie. I knew I knew that it was a I, you know, I saw what you told me that it was a comic or a graphic novel and I, I think I researched a little bit on it and saw that it was from the early 2000s I think yeah so I thought it was pretty cool I I, uh, I enjoyed it I watched it once and uh, it, it was cool I had you know there was some initial confusion I had about Superman's age because when I first started watching it and it says 1946 he looks like he's like nine or ten. In that in that little part of the the thing, uh, with the, with Svetlana and the the bullies, but we find out later that he was actually twelve in 1946, and then they they jump to 1955, which is nine years later, so he would be 21. The only problem I had, I wish they would have shown us a little bit more of his his upbringing and kind of how he became the person, the character that he is. I think that would have helped us later in the movie to understand some of the choices and some of the, the the things that he did if we had gotten to see how he was raised, how he um, formed his ideologies, because it, it it really, that's the only problem I had, big biggest problem I had with the movie was we really had no no context for his ideology, and it seemed kind of at one point kind of all over the place to where we think it at first when he's talking to to um, Lois and before he kills Stalin he's he's talking to Lois and it really seems like he has this he's been very steeped in this communist ideology but then when he he sees the gulag and he he kills Stalin then he goes off on a whole different so it just it it that's the only thing that's that really gave me pause yeah, there was a lot of things of time jumping, too. Like, they move ahead faster, and you see them aging, like Lois and Lex. Because we see Lex with hair as he's going through his stages until the very end, obviously. Yeah, and that was another thing that, that I had a little bit of issue with. Because we see Lex from 1946 and 1950, and then we see him all the way up into the 80s. And to me, Lois didn't look like she had aged at all. Like, she, she looked exactly the same. 
from 1940, 1950, whatever, to mm-hmm. the 1980s. And I'm like, this is just... Well, they grayed her hair pretty much, okay. and that was about I guess it. I, didn't <laughs> notice the gray, I guess I didn't notice the gray hair. I mean... Yeah, it was, I, it was great. It didn't, I didn't notice to it. To make her show her age slightly. Like I said, so. I, didn't, I didn't notice it at all, so... Um, yeah. Well, I really enjoyed the movie. It was a lot more involved, basically, instead of the motion comic like I was talking to you about before on the YouTube mm-hmm. that I saw months and months ago. From what I've heard, you know, like I said before, this was different from the comic in comparison to the motion uh, the motion comic. Okay. The motion comic was taking more direct. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in my opinion, it, it's kind of long to watch, even though it's like you were saying about an hour and a half, maybe close. But it felt almost like two hours to me yeah. at times. <laughs> yeah, it felt. I but it, all in all, it's an interesting watch. It, I'm pretty sure a lot of listeners w- will probably only watch it once, just out of curiosity. But it, it's an interesting take, though. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's it's definitely. It's it's like I'm with you. It was an interesting take. I enjoyed watching it. I don't think it's really something that I'm going to go back and and kind of rewatch and try to dissect yeah. and and everything. It it was it was enjoyable. It just there were a few flaws in the storytelling that maybe the comic is better at fleshing out. Kind of what I talked about, like his ideology and, and yeah. things. The same with Lex is we we have a a similar to the Lex that we know but not Lois is kind of similar, you know, we've, and we've got a couple other characters that, that come in that I'm sure we'll talk about in our top fives that, sure. that it's a slightly different take on those characters. And we just have no, it just, it, it, we have no context for those origin stories. No, so, the, you know, they don't really give you much where they are, how they came to be right. and meeting him and, where they pretty much you had to figure out where they stood in yeah. in their role in the actual movie itself. I, I think the comic and the trade paperback was a lot. Longer. Probably it's probably one of those things where just like you know, whenever it's a book turned into a movie, that, that there's more characterization in development. Yeah, in the, the the books. So yeah, and we should head to our top five. Absolutely. So I'll let you start off first. Okay. And we'll go from there. Sounds good. Uh, I really loved. I did. I did like it. That beginning scene with the bullies, and we get the iconic the lifting of the tractor scene that has been. You know, I don't. I I have to be honest. I don't know what the original 1940s comic book had. I I, I assume it had that same scene because pretty much every origin story we've seen of Superman has had him lifting some sort of vehicle as a child it was a tractor um, yeah you know we, we yeah. saw him in the superman the movie he did it in smallville mm-hmm. he did it in you know the, so so that was kind of cool to see it even though again it was a little bit of a different twist on it in that it wasn't to save jonathan kent he was doing it to him basically to impress a girl um yeah <laughs> which i, I thought was kind of like cool. i'm not a weekly yeah. look at yeah. me <laughs> you know and, and, then he, and then he picks her up and, he, and they fly off into the into the sky and you know, then we jump nine years later. So that's that's really yeah, which, where it starts. From. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting too because it was in the comic as far as him lifting the tractor mm-hmm. up, but in this case, him trying to impress uh, I forgot her name. Svetlana. I think they just called her Svetlana in the movie, and I think yeah. she has a different name in the comic book. I think when I was reading in the trivia or in uh, something that she has, a, she's named similar. To, I mean, she's obviously supposed to be the Lana Lang character yes. with the red hair yeah. and everything. So, uh 
you know yeah and then uh, yeah we don't really see him develop his powers too because in the comics and we as we know in movies and tv it took him a way to develop those like the flight and the you know the heat vision and all that stuff yeah and that was that was part of my problem when they did that jump to 1955 it's only nine years yet we have him looking and acting like the full-blown Superman that we see in the comics and in, in advanced stages in the movies. So yeah. that that kind of threw me off for a minute because when it went to 1955 and we see him and he's got the full head of hair, he's got the lock, the curly lock thing, and he's talking very, you know, he's he's very big and strong, and, you, and he's the Superman that we that we know and love. <laughs> but it's only nine years later, and I know boys go through growth spurts and, and that that could happen, but it just, I just wish they had given us something in between yeah. there or pushed it like to 1960 or something. Cause like, if you push it to a little further later, you know, to where he's like in his mid, cause that would make him like 21 and mm-hmm. still basically a, a kid in a lot of ways. Most people when they're 21, I mean, I know we have some mature 21 year olds now, but I would have, I would have preferred, if they were going to jump, jump to him like late 20s, 30s, something like that. So we can at least go, OK, he's had quite a bit of character development here. And we yeah. we, we don't need them to tell us what it is because we can go, OK, he's had 15 years. We just don't get to see it here. It's nine years and we don't get to see any of it. So we don't know how he was developed. Did he live in a, you know, just it, that was the one thing. I mean, I liked that opening scene, but as much as when they did that jump to 1955, it kind of, in fact, in, that's where I stopped it the first time when I was watching it. I was just like, I'll just come back to this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it, it is something that is taken away from us. You know, how did he develop out? And like you said, maturity does come at different times mm-hmm. and years for men in comparison to women or, and even vice versa. It depends on the person, I think, and upbringing. Yeah. And you would think that, you know, and every time they depicted Superman, whether it be in film and sometimes on TV, it's usually in their late 20s, early 30s. Or like Smallville, we saw him grow up. Smallville was just him as a teenager. Right. Yeah, but, I'm kind of omitting but that one. But. but we saw him grow up. We saw the entire transition yeah. from teenager to middle-aged to, you know, man. Uh, to 30 yep. or whatever, however old he was when I think it was, I think that ran like 12, 10 or 11 seasons, something like that. So we got to see 10 years of his life, you know, yeah. from basically high school to mid twenties. And then, and then they do a little time jump at the very end to show us where he's at in the future. Exactly. So. Uh, that would bring me to my number five. Yeah. Just honestly, it was the overall thought of this. Uh, I just thought that to be at an end and it being Superman being brought up within the USSR and that communist state, as it were, back then, very different to like what we know. We've already gone through this. But especially since he becomes something that's like involved with the government, like mm-hmm. a soldier for like specific missions and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's what Svetlana told him. Like, as soon as she tells him, he shows her these powers, she's like, you must give them to the state. And then that's yeah. and that's when we jump nine years ahead, and we see that he's been fully invested in the state. We just don't. Yeah. Okay. Really good. Yeah. My number four, 
Yep. Uh, I just is that that terrorist Russian uh, Batman I thought was really <laughs> really cool. I liked this this kind of different take and it and that whole side storyline with him was really really good. It's a different Batman than what we've seen before. Unfortunately, like I said earlier, we don't know what his origin is. We don't know why he's so anti-government why he's like when he introduces him when we first see him he's he's talking about that museum and he's like you're all about order i'm all about chaos and he's basically putting himself as the opposite of superman he's basically saying and even wonder woman says that later in in the movie she says he has no powers he has none of this he has none but yet we can't catch him and so it's really kind of cool. I did. There's one thing that I, I thought was was uh, I was kind of proud of myself was he you know, he says on the phone or on the radio, whatever, when he's talking to the people in the museum, he says, you have 10 minutes to get out. And then uh, it, and the building blows up. And uh, I, <laughs> I totally called it that. Oh, he meant 10 seconds, not 10 minutes. And then he comes back and goes, oh, I lied 10 seconds instead of 10 minutes. You know, so it's, it's definitely a different Batman uh, than yeah. what we're used to. But it's still the same thing. We see this this animosity because we even have that in in the DC comics that that we had for a oh, yeah. period of time. This this kind of Superman is the Boy Scout and Batman is the kind of you know kind of playing dirty kind of thing. So <laughs> he is. Yeah. And the funny thing about that though is with Bat- the Batman that they have, the reason why he was angry at them is because Su- Superman was working for the government and he did something and he I think. Uh, the orphanage where Batman was a child at and where he sees the bats, they were forced to go into this sort of containment camp or something. Yeah, that's what again, it was. Again, though, that's not... We don't get that story in this movie. Now, maybe that's in the comic or We the did. YouTube. We get a short scene. Absolutely not. I will go back and rewatch it. There was nothing really? showing us how Because I Batman remember seeing became. a kid looking at bats. Not in this movie. Unless I completely oh. dozed off, and because that was one of my problems, like I said earlier, is we have no context. <laughs> we have no context for Batman being the way he is. We have no context for Wonder Woman being the way she is. It's nothing at all. So unless I'm wrong, and somebody can can correct me, but in this movie, in this <laughs> one hour and twenty four minute movie, I don't. We didn't see anything of why his hat has a circle on it, and his men. Yeah, hats with a little bat symbol on it. I don't know where the yeah, circle. Yeah, that that not seeing him develop that crowd or anything. That that's what bothered yeah, me. Yeah, we don't we don't yeah. see how he got that army around him. So, but I, I mean, I, yeah. as much as I liked the character, at the same time, I just so I I don't know. I keep going back and forth. I, I kind of wish it was a little bit longer. They'd given us at least a little bit of something. Yeah, just a little tangible information that would make it look good like you know maybe like wonder woman too a little bit how did she come into knowing superman and stuff Mm -hmm. like that exactly so you're number four my number four that would be you know i agree with you with the the terrorist russian batman (laughs) right (laughs) you know i saw that coming though It, it was a cool to see especially the end scene with him Superman and Wonder Woman, and that self-destructive device that he puts inside himself. <laughs> yeah, and she's all covered in blood, and that, that again, that was a side story that that could have had its own movie just by itself. That's one of the things that I don't want to say bothered me, because I didn't pick it up until just now, talking, thinking about it, is there's, like, really three plot lines, three, two or three or four plot lines in this movie that could have been the sole plot line of the movie, but because they jammed it in, just like the whole Wonder Woman thing, we get 
you know, they have this whole conversation on the balcony. I don't know if you've got this later in your notes or not. They have this whole conversation on the balcony where she reveals to him that she's not attracted to him because she's <laughs> attracted to women. And then she gets in the car and she's, you know, she's dressed in the clothes like from the island. She gets in the limo and she's gone. And the next time we see her, she's dressed in the the red outfit mm-hmm. with the red with the eagle on the front. And again, we have nothing. There's there's no connective tissue between how she got from getting into the limo saying, no, I don't want anything to do yeah, with you exactly. two, now we're working. It just, so, it just happened to happen, you know, mm-hmm. and her coming out there and helping him do something. Yeah. Uh, your number three? My number three is Lex Luthor and, and Lois Lane being married. You know, it, it, again, it's another unclear character arc for us. We see a little bit of it, but we don't get to see the development of that. I, I was a little disappointed. They have this whole fight after he lets Superior Man die, mm. and she's all mad at him, and then a few minutes later, it's like everything's fine. It's like they haven't even addressed it. And I'm like, what What happened from then to now? Like, I think they did another time jump there, mm-hmm. and, and they're still together. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm missing something here from this moment to... How did they resolve that argument? You know, I, yeah. yeah, how did they come back together? What What's going on there? And it just so I mean, as much as it's kind of cool to see a little different take on the Lex Luthor who didn't have interactions with with Superman until later Mm -hmm. to see this kind of Lex Luthor who's kind of serving the government or or whatever he was he was doing or, you know, so we see a little bit of a different take on Lex Luthor. but It's kind of the same Lex Luthor, except for the fact that he's he's married to Lois Lane and we don't get to see that. How did, how did they get together? Where, you know, what happened? Yeah. in this universe for them to be together. All I got was that she interviewed him a bunch of times and that's how their relationship formed. That was it. Yeah. And we, we, you know, we get that uh, after the whole metropolis thing, when Superman saves the satellite or stops the satellite or whatever. So it just, it just was another story point that that we could have used a little bit more development. Definitely. And my number three would be Wonder Woman in this movie, and obviously being a friend of Superman. But that funny scene that you're talking about, how you know, he <laughs> thought he was gonna, he was ready to kiss her, and she's like, "Ah, no." <laughs> That's yeah, how we don't yeah. do things on Themyscira, and and uh, I thought that was pretty funny and cool. But her able to fly is something new, and on top of that, the lasso of truth, I guess, being part of her powers, and at the very end when it's broken during their battle with Batman. And somehow she gets so haggard because she used up all her power and then she flies away and she's got gray hair at this point. It was very odd to see. Yeah, again, that's just another one of those story points, kind of side plots that could have had its whole own story because we don't get what happens to her when she breaks that lasso because she made a big deal out of the fact that he's bound to my lasso, my lasso, whatever it's bound to my life force and I can't yeah. do anything with it. And then she breaks it. And like you said, her hair turns white. She, she looked old to me. Like yeah. she looked like she got super yeah, old. All that of was sudden. keeping her. Youth. And yeah. And, and so, and then she just leaves and then she comes back there at the end or towards the end with the whole green, when they're doing the whole green lantern thing that that's another side plot story yeah. that, that could have been developed more and she reappears and she's dressed in white she's still got the white hair mm-hmm. but she's definitely back to full energy it looked like she had another lasso on her mm-hmm. 
on her belt and she tries to convince Superman and uh, Hal Jordan. She's like, well, I, we can, I can intermediate, I can be an intermediator. We can talk this out. And Superman is like, no. And she's like, fine, I'm just going to leave and not be involved with you. Yeah. She basically was trying to save the Lantern Corps at that point too. She was trying to save the, it just, it was another one of those things. I was just like, the only reason for that scene to exist was for her to rescue him to rescue Superman from that box yeah. that the lanterns had him in. Correct. That's yeah. it. Cause that she came in, she broke that box and then she gave her speech and then she left. And then by that, that gave Superman enough time to you know, re-energize himself and he attacks the lanterns and defeats them. Yeah. Yeah. Which also makes me question what was in that box when I was watching, I'm like, well, is there some sort of kryptonite that they're able to put into their, you know, their rings to make yeah, that green box? Again, <laughs> yeah. And I keep going back to it. It's just more things that we don't get any information on. Like all we know that, that we see that yeah. scene where Lex Luthor's like, well, did you guys take the ring off? And he takes, we see him take the ring off the finger of the dead alien mm-hmm. and then nothing, then nothing until whatever we see a bunch of green, a bunch of guys wearing green lantern rings. And I'm like, Wait, what, where's the, it just, where they come from? A lot of holes. <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot of holes. And I get that we're supposed to, I guess we're supposed to assume that Lex figured out some way to mass produce the lantern rings. They don't show the, they don't show the lantern core. They don't show those galaxy protectors or anything. And so it kind of, like I said, it was just, it was just another, another storyline that I was like, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> does that bring us to my number two? Yeah. yeah. So I, I did like, I thought it was kind of a cool twist on the Berlin wall being that the Berlin Wall is being uh, um, built by the West to keep communism out, whereas, you know, in our world, the Berlin Wall was built by the East to keep capitalism out. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really that was really kind of a cool twist. And then we see Superman kind of tear it down uh, immediately. So I, that was a, that was just a cool little twist. It was fun to see uh, John F. Kennedy in 1965 to be able to see that, OK, he didn't in this world. He doesn't get assassinated in, in 1963. So that was kind of cool to see. They didn't really show us the Vietnam War at all because they did show us uh, the a little bit of the Korean War when with the uh, with that peninsula. But it was kind of cool to see, like I said, to see President Nixon, Nixon President Kennedy, and <laughs> uh, uh, and Superman in that twist, that whole twist in the Berlin Wall. I thought was kind of yeah, cool. that that was cool. The fact that we have history in there too, and it's kind of twisted yeah, history. Exactly. Well, my number two would be Brainiac being used within it and the reveal that let me that he let himself be used and then just reveals himself like, yeah, this is my diabolical <laughs> plan all along. <laughs> but, you know, he had that ulterior motive because, you know, what was it? Kyle wound up taking him and just reprogramming him, he thought. And then, you know, and at the very end. He's trying to take over the world and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the whole team up between Lex and Superman and then them working together, trying to defeat, you know, Brainiac. Yeah. Yeah. This. So this brings me up to one of my notes that I had that I think I want us to discuss now because it's in my notes. But we'll let's let's discuss it since you brought up Brainiac at the very end or, or not the very end, but towards the very end, Lex makes this kind of weird statement and about maybe it was a long-term plan and then he knocks over the Superman chess piece and he says, I win. Do you think that's to get us to think 
that the whole Brainiac thing, because again, we don't have any context. We didn't get to see the origin of Brainiac. We, we heard we heard the story yeah. about about how Brainiac attacked Stalingrad and how Superman had to miniaturize it in order to save them or something like that, which was a very like a Supergirl kind of thing with that whole. But yeah. anyway, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> um, and and then there at the end when when Lois brings out. The Stalingrad, the miniaturized Stalingrad, and and then we find out that Brainiac. Well, I always had the 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 technology to restore them. You just didn't want me to do it, Superman. And then suddenly Superman starts to see. Wait a minute, you've had this plan all along. And then Brainiac destroys Stalingrad. Yep. And uh, and then Lex and Superman work together to to defeat Brainiac. And then he's got this this time bomb, this very predator looking countdown in his in his head and. Lex, Lex suddenly seems to know everything about this device. Yeah, <laughs> this this self destruct. He, he, he knows. Goes, I, he I must know how to had fix a, this. I'm a genius. Yeah, <laughs> he, he must have had a self destruct device that's got six black holes in it, and it's going to destroy 15 million miles <laughs> of whatever. You're not fast enough to get it to get it far enough away. And Superman's like, I'm fast enough, and then he flies away, and that's that gives us towards the end of the show. Yeah. Do you think that that the whole Brainiac thing and everything was a long term plan of Lex's to get rid of Superman, or do you think he just it was just a, an opportunity? I think it was just an opportunity. He probably saw Brainiac attacking and doing all this and thinking, "Oh, okay," and oh wait, it's at the White House where I'm at. <laughs> Let me fix this. Okay, that's just my thought, but you know. Okay, I just it, it just I got a, a a quick thought of it when he toppled that chess piece over and said I win. I was kind of like, yeah. hmm, <laughs> I wonder if this was all along. Uh, okay, so that brings us to my number yeah. one. Just it, just again, I'm gonna kind of go back to what I've been saying all along about Superman's character arc. This this whole thing of him attempting to conquer the entire world for communism. And we never really saw his upbringing that showed us that ideology being embedded in him. We didn't see where he got that from. And th- that kind of bothered me because I, I wanted to see that because he, he, he murders Stalin. He makes this big deal out of coming to when he comes to the United States, when he rescues Metropolis. And he said, you are the United States is oppressing you and, and all this. And then he comes back and he sees the gulag or Lois gives him the, the file that shows him the gulags and he sees those and, and then Svetlana dies. And so he murders Stalin and those guys, Stalin's guard, break in and they immediately go down to one knee. Like they just immediately start worshiping as, him as a god, mm. which, which again was one of those things that I'm like, there's no context for that. He, in fact, they did it before he even turned around. So it just this this idea of this Superman wanting to conquer the world for communism was just a little bit. I just I needed more. I just needed more. It was like more of a twisted version of communism, if you think, because mm-hmm. at, at, in a sense, he was trying to present to himself, to all these people, even his own people, even the people that were in charge of the USSR at that time, that he was just going to take over. No, you're doing it wrong. So that putting himself in charge like king of the castle that well, yeah, would be my like, number one you know it's like just that but yeah. the fact is like i agree with you that we needed to see where he got to that point you know it, okay. it stinks that we didn't see his upbringing was he born up brought up in an orphanage you know was he put in training by the army and that's how he learned about communism and 
why he feels a devotion to that kind of government. Right, right. You know, we, we see that up until age 12, he was living with somebody. Yeah. You know, whether it was a family or like you said, whether he was in an orphanage or, or whatever, because those bullies were chasing him. And then, like I said at the beginning, Svetlana says, you need to give these powers to the state. And then we don't know anything until nine years later. Yeah. So we don't know, like I said, what happened to him. We don't know how he was raised. We don't know what the government did to him. And it's like, I'm with you. I just wish we could have got a, a little, little bit more. Bit yeah, it, seemed, it yeah. seemed like half a story <laughs> for the most part. Nice visuals, nice uh, scenes, and the plot was just all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like they, they could have cut out a couple of those other side plots. Yeah. And and given us more story to to explain to us the development. Yeah, very true. So the only the only note I have uh, that we haven't discussed already is, and again, I'm going to keep coming back to this. At, at the <laughs> end, there's no context. At the end, Lois looks out in the crowd, and we see this. Who to us is a very Clark Kent looking person in the crowd? And this is like 1983, so this is years later. And she looks out in the crowd and she sees this this guy with glasses and a hat on and she goes <gasps> like she thinks it's Superman, yeah. like it's, it's Superman dressed up like Clark Kent. But yet again, and maybe this was in the comic book, maybe it was in the motion picture comic, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't in this movie. There was no moment at all in this movie where she met Superman dressed up as Clark Kent. So there's no reason why she would have any sort of context, especially with him. It's 1983 or 85 or whatever it was. <laughs> or it might it actually it should be later than 83, right? Because 83 was when they fought on the White House lawn. And this is when Lex is resigning. So regardless, he's dressed like a 1950s reporter, you know, with the hat and the fedora <laughs> and he's got the trench coat. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, that's a cool Easter egg for those of us that know the Superman story, but it doesn't fit into this story no. because we have no context. It was just for done it. for flair and nostalgia, I think. I guess. It, it could, they could have just, just I... left it as, like, he's he's Russian, he works for that government, and he's trying to enforce his I idealistic thoughts. And Well, no, 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 no. I, I believe what they were trying to show us was that he survived that blast. Oh, yeah. That he didn't die, that he didn't die, and now he's just going to hide out among the Americans. <laughs> and and the way they chose to show us that was him dressed up as Clark Kent. And it just didn't, it, it just, there's no context for it. No. At all, at least not in this movie. There's no No, they could have just it, left so. it the way it was. They could, because I was already speculating in my mind. I was like, would would Superman? Would that really kill Superman? That explosion? So I was already like in the back of my mind, going, I wonder if he's still alive and he's out there somewhere. So we would have had that speculation, regardless of them showing us. That. Yeah, that was just, just like blatant. It, yeah, more and more that as we talk this out, I don't think I like this. No, no. Much. Well, I mean, it was okay. Yeah, well, yeah right. Well, <laughs> if if I were to actually give this movie a rating. I'd give it three out of five, and that's being generous. Yeah, I think I'd go three. I'd go three out of five. I think three because it's, yeah. it's, it's enjoyable enough to watch if you don't try to – if you don't pull at the threads. Yeah, exactly. You don't poke yeah. the holes. Uh, as, as soon as you start poking holes at it, though, or pulling at threads, it's you're, it's going to lose it for me, kind of like Star Trek. Yeah. The last two I, I, yeah, I give this uh, – <laughs> yeah, like I said, I think we both are – are both in agreement that this is like three out of five 
comic pages. <laughs> and that's yeah, it. it's enjoyable. If if this is what I would say to anybody, I, I would not. I would not go to somebody and tell them, oh, you need to watch Superman Red Sun. But if someone came to me and said they were interested in seeing it, I would say, okay, if you're interested in watching it, it's it's good enough to watch. Yes. But if you really if you really don't have any interest or you don't like it's not going to – if you're not into Superman, if you're not nah, – no, it's not going <laughs> to yeah, – so. Okay. All right. I think we – killed this short, <laughs> we beat it over the, to the point yeah yeah you know like i said uh, listeners if you uh, this is what i would say and i think i've already said it if you want to watch it watch yeah. it if you don't want to watch it it's missable yeah <laughs> yeah definitely so what we're looking to do next i would say we already talked about this last episode but you know in this case we're probably gonna just do witcher now yeah, just to refresh everyone's mind, whoever's listening to this, is what Mark and I are going to do, especially since most of the country is on lockdown at the moment, is we are going to, each of us are going to binge watch the entire eight episodes, there's only eight episodes in season one, of The Witcher, and then we're going to come back starting next week, two episodes a week, slowly rewatching it, with the knowledge that we've seen the entire series. So for those of you who have already binge watched The Witcher or have watched it all the way through, whether you binged it or just watched it over a series of days or whatever, come back with us. Come back and do a slow rewatch knowing everything that you've already known that happens. <laughs> yeah, no know, knowing knowing the end, now you can go back and you can rewatch it with the knowledge of, "Oh, I know what this is about and where this falls into the overall scheme." So Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that The Witcher, uh, it was based after pretty much a video game, but the video game was based after a series of different books. So I was told the books are different than the game, but this comes closer to the books itself. And I I've been pressured by a lot of my coworkers to actually watch this. And I was like, I haven't, you got to. And I'm like, okay, I will. And now is the time, you know, uh, right. I I had no real intention on watching it, but now that I've been pushed and, you know, Steve wanted to do this, and I, I'm like, oh, I'm okay, I'm all for it. Yeah. This is different from what we generally do because this is more of like a kind of like a fantasy kind of show. Mm -hmm. But it's it's it falls in brand because there are graphic novels, yeah. like what I've been doing. Yeah, it does. So we got, we're still on brand. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, to give us that feedback on The Witcher, you can go to our Facebook page, which is Panels to Pixels, just uh, in facebook.com slash panels to pixels. You can send us an email at panels to pixels one at gmail.com. That's panels to pixels one. The TO is spelled out right there in the middle, the number one at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, which is panels to pixels podcast.com. There, that will redirect you to our Facebook page where you can leave the aforementioned feedback. You can also call us at 845-350-2095. Again, that's 845-350-2095. You might make sure you mention that you're leaving a voicemail for Panels to Pixels on that number uh, when you do that and let us know what episodes you're giving feedback for. And finally, we are on YouTube. You can find us at Panels to Pixels podcast on YouTube. Just search for it. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe to us, and uh, listen to us there if you are so inclined. Definitely. And for those of you wanting to submit comments or whatever, we're going to put something on the Facebook page 
for the Witcher feedback. We'll do it once a week so that we'll say, yeah, we're, we're covering one and two with a picture description from that episode or those two episodes. And just leave your comments in there. We'll read those comments. Or you could Absolutely. just email us or give us a phone call if you want. Let's stay engaged together, people. This is uh, this is our temporary normal, as I like to say today at work and everywhere else I've been. This is our te- our new temporary normal. So let's uh, let's stay engaged. Yep. Well, where can our listeners hear you, Mark? Well, people can hear me. I'm a co-host on the Walking Dead Talk Through with Brian Malosh on Talk Through Media. So we cover the Walking Dead each week. So I don't think, well, with Walking Dead being pushed, the final being pushed back, we only have two more episodes. So, yeah, and it's supposed to be a cliffhanger. So find me there. Brian might not be on the show. He might or might not. Depends. Last couple of times he's jumped in because he's kind of, you know, stuck with Picard cast doing a lot of stuff for that. So, you know, he'll jump in, leave some feedback through voicemail or whatnot and uh, kyle and i will be on there as well so catch us for the next two episodes i don't know what we'll bring after that because with uh the final episode being pushed as well as uh world beyond being pushed as well we might be on hiatus for a little (laughs) bit on that one let's do a rewatch of the walking (laughs) you could make that a a comment this week (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, let's, let's, you can uh, make that let's, a recommendation. Let's, yeah, let's think about that. I'm going to have to think on that one. Well, let's go back. <laughs> yeah. But you can find me there on talkthroughmedia.com, and you could find us on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. I'm pretty sure you're hearing us on that as well. All right, and you can hear me. I submit feedback voice. I submit feedback in written form. The last the last few weeks, I've just been sending in some written form to Picard Cast, and but I send voicemails into various other podcasts, and you can hear me on those. Awesome. And we just like to recommend a, a few podcasts. Uh, I would let me recommend House Podcastica. Right now, they're doing Westworld, which I love, and I highly recommend you guys watch that too, because or listen to them too, because they. They had something cool on this past week, and that kind of branched to HBO <laughs> shows together at one point in one scene. So uh, listen to Jason, and I think Rima's doing it. No, it's Jason and David. Ah, Jason and David. Oh. Jason and Rima are doing Lock and Key on Strange and Ah, and that also can be found on pod- yep. on Podcasting House, Network. On Podcasting Network. And that should be about it, as far as recommendations are concerned. And, well... I have nothing more to add. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll see you on the next panel. I'm Steve. And I'm Mark. Good night, everybody. Good night. 